Hi, welcome to Andis Writing, a tipsy writing podcast for one of our mini episodes. Every other Friday, you can also join us at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Twitch for a live stream. To see the upcoming schedule, check our website at anditswriting.com. I'm Amy Avery, writer of adult fantasy. I also self-publish under the pen name Avery Ames. And I'm DC McNaughton, speculative and historical fiction writer. So grab a drink, pop in your earbuds, and enjoy today's episode. Hi, so today we're going to address the murky middle. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Swamp monsters. (laughs) I chose this one. I, I, you know, Avery gives me a list every time we do these episodes of like which topics I want to cover. And I chose this one because... I'm going through it right now because <laughs> I have every book when it starts has a murky middle. That mm-hmm. means that's the part of your that the murky middle is when your entire book has sequel syndrome and nothing's happening. And yeah. <laughs> it's it's like there's because the good stuff happens in the uh, in the first pages and the good stuff happens at the end pages. And it's really hard to bridge the two, make them kiss without <laughs> getting boring or like filling the book with nonsense. Right. Yeah super hard yeah and i could go on this for a while so (laughs) i'm gonna let you go first because this is actually something that i'm dealing with right now and i've actually i've actually come up with a really good way to figure out how to get through it um in all the the books that i've written i do not have murky middles in my books like (laughs) i'm scared shitless of them so i would love to talk about that but i'm gonna let you go first because i don't want to eat up this entire episode (laughs) I was just going to say that I I do I there's two parts to the murky middle and the first part is the yeah how do I get the beginning and the ending how do I get from point A to point B without either taking too many like detours to get there and getting doing like boring crap that doesn't need to be done or making it feel rushed so that's usually my problem because I do have, I usually have like goalposts, like, okay, here's the major plot turn points. Here's the, you know, the midpoint turn. Here's the, you know, the, when we're building up to the climax, that kind of stuff. And I'm just not quite, I have to connect the dots between those. And that's where I start meandering. <laughs> the other part is the emotional part of hitting the murky middle <laughs> and being like, I don't know what I'm doing. This book is terrible. I'm never going to finish it. Uh, and so there's there's like the emotional part and the actual craft part. And I'm not sure which one we want to address first or really. Honestly, Avery, my methods will completely reduce your emotional part to nothing. <laughs> I have a very good way of handling this. Um, and when we eventually publish an Andit's writing book someday, and maybe we will, <laughs> that would be awesome and fun. Um, we can stick this uh, method in there because it is one of the things that like I feel like my friends really struggle with the murky middle everybody does except for me um <laughs> and it's tr- it's absolutely true I see a lot of my friends go through a lot of turmoil with this and I typically come in to help them we talk it out you know and uh this is how I do it this is the magic so the thing about the murky middle is it happens in a normal life so like let's say you're writing uh Oh, fuck. What can do? What I would do is, you know, you, you you know, your end and you know, your conclusion. You have one big plot that's um, the end typically stems from what is it called? That thing that happens in the beginning, the um, inciting incident, inciting incident. So the inciting incident happens. And then 500 pages later, it is 
closed. So what I do <laughs> is I make myself a little like one paragraph that says, um, so-and-so did this. And then this happened to them at the beginning of the book. And at the end, they figure it out with this, this, and this. The key is to look at your book in simple terms, because in my opinion, that's the best space for you to mess it up. The entire point of a writer is to take a basic idea. And this is why people can write books with the same sort of subject matter. Mm. Our, our job as a writer is to take the idea and then make it unique and challenging. So I take that basic idea and I say, mm -hmm. okay, so that all happens. But what gets in the way? What makes this book different um, than everything else? I typically have between two to four problems that occur in the book that get in the way of this thing happening. Mm -hmm. And my... My preferred way is for all the things to go sort of wrong at once <laughs> right after the inciting incident, but not have the character notice them until like until different moments of the book. So right now I have a character who discovers something very strange in the woods. And at the end of the book, that strange thing is all grown up and gets released into the wild. So my job was to be like, what stands between this and this um and what i did was well this character doesn't even know they have cabin fever and what does cabin fever look like and so i'll make a list of all the things that happens with like cabin fever like what happens when you're isolated for too long like what happens to your mind what happens to your brain also he's got a father in the way who is very very over controlling and then i make a list of what happens with that and then I say, yes, but he's also got a friend who's willing to help him through anything. And I write a list of what that friend is willing to do to help at the beginning, at the middle and at the end. It's usually <laughs> the side character. There's always that friend that grows with the character and that actually helps the character leap from place to place or a family member or even an idea or like a anything. And, and mm -hmm. then what I do is I take that bank of stuff that I created, all those things. And I say, OK, where does this go? in the story. And actually, typically what I have happen is I have too much information in the middle. <laughs> um, and I have to like dumb it down or like, like simplify. Yeah. Like maybe this thing doesn't happen. Maybe the friend doesn't have this issue because that's just too much for this book. And then like, I sort of just like drop, once you drop in the bank of things that could go wrong, then you can start taking them away. And you're like, okay, this is actually enough to fill out a book. I don't need any more than this. I don't need any less. Um, I think what a lot of people do is before they go into writing, they don't think about all the things that could get in the way. Um, because if you brainstorm everything that could go wrong, every romance that could happen at the same time, every um, feeling, every injury, every like mental instability that can happen between mm -hmm. A and B, you're able to be like, I like this one. I don't like this one. I like this one. I don't like this one. This one fits here. This one fits there. And all of a sudden your book is done. Like you've got this storyline that's you're you're it's additive not subtractive <laughs> or like it's um because i find a lot of people just they just don't give themselves enough stuff mm -hmm. or they'll drop stuff into the middle and then like it's gone a second later you want all this stuff to carry through from the beginning to the end um not just show up in the middle and then disappear like three quarters of the way to the end you want it to all be interconnected you want all those plot lines doing the same thing at the same time like whether they're like it's like a wavelength. You never see those like wavelengths charts of like music sounds, like things like that. Mm -hmm. And all, there's all these waves like doing all kinds of different stuff. That's kind of what you want. 
just ups and downs. And then at the end, the denouements, the the conclusions, the climaxes, you want all that stuff coming to a head. And then it feels really, really good because it's all been happening the entire time, Mm -hmm. which is exactly how I do it. And I don't know (laughs) if that's helpful, but God damn, it helps me. I love it so much. Do you agree? This sounds awesome, Avery. It it does because I'm I am currently considering another project that I am loosely planning, and I ran into that. I was just like, okay, I've got a beginning. I kind of know where I want it to end. I have no idea how to get through the middle, and so I'm like, while you're talking, I'm just like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I typically start with a friend, you know, you got to mm-hmm. have more characters, right? So that's the easiest place to start. Mm-hmm. And, and and so, yeah, this this way just really excites me. I want to see you do it. I want to see you do it. <laughs> I think <laughs> that one of the good places to do that is I'm going to shill a little bit again is in something like plotter. It doesn't have to be plotter. It can be, you know, a notepad, index cards, however you want to spreadsheet however you want to like write all these down but i think getting them into a place where you can kind of like see all of them mm-hmm. in the list format is is going to be important because just trying to keep it all in your head is going to just make it all a big jumble which i think is part of what where people fall into the middle is because like i said you kind of when you're coming up with the idea and like the initial inciting incident in the first couple chapters you can kind of hold those in your head mm-hmm and then when you get to the middle, there's there's too much stuff to just keep in your brain. Yeah. You've, you've got to put it out somewhere and then make sense of it. <laughs> yes. I personally struggle to use a program like Plotter to do the very beginning of it because it it's too much to think about. Mm-hmm. The way I'll do it is, and I actually did this literally just a few days ago because I felt like my middle was too confusing. So I wrote four paragraphs. One paragraph was about my main character, what happens to him from beginning to end. And then I took his dad, what happens to him from beginning to end. And then his friend, what happens to him beginning to end. And what happens to that thing he found in the woods beginning to end. And I looked at it (laughs) for a long time (laughs) and then I kept detailing it. I was, I detailed each of those two sentences until it was a big paragraph. And then suddenly I had all this information. These plots were completely separated. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I moved into my storyline <laughs> software and I moved those sentences, those those plot points from each paragraph and moved them around until they felt better, well-paced and not like too confusing or like too much <laughs> all at once. Because, yeah, if you have a confusing thing happening with a confusing thing and a different plot happening, sometimes it can get really hairy, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I like to make sure that they're kind of separate or like if you have two really emotionally painful things happening at the same time. I like to move them so that the, the emotional pain can happen throughout the book instead of all just in one general area. Yeah. Because I feel like that can be exhausting for the reader. But yeah, if you write it all down in a big, thick paragraph, even if you don't know the ideas, like even if you're like, I just know the friend. Okay. But you can still be like, okay, well, let's think of first step for friend. Write another sentence, write another sentence. And suddenly you're learning things about the friend that you didn't know before. You have mm-hmm. to do this non-judgmentally. You can't do this thing to yourself where you're like, oh no, I can't write that sentence because I can't make that work in this book. No, don't do that. This These paragraphs are standalone. You're not really thinking about that. You just want to let the ideas come out and then you can subtract them uh, and be like, you know what? This isn't going to work. Like we have to move this. Don't mm-hmm. judge yourself doing it. That is the hardest part is not to judge yourself. Yeah, that's part of that 
the emotional thing I was talking about is because you start worrying that you've, you're like ruining the story or, you know, that you don't know what you're doing or that you're making it, you're making it terrible. And part of that is because usually those first chapters, like I said, they've been kind of percolating in your brain. They tend to come out a little easier because you don't have all the like baggage. It's the inciting incident. And then you start having to like build on that. And that's when you start giving yourself pressure. You start being like, okay, no, no, this still needs to be good. And it's, it can't, it can't be nonsensical and it can't, it all has to make sense and it all has to tie together and there can be no stray thoughts. Uh, and that's when you like, you start getting in your head about it and doing what you did and like kind of just listing them all out in like, almost like a, like a separate document to like, just spill out all the stuff mm -hmm. and then you can make sense of it helps you from keeping the pressure of putting it in the main document. Ground controlled writer's brain. You cannot ruin a book that you haven't written yet. Shut the fuck up. Like seriously, like I, I have to help people with this issue every day, mm -hmm. you know, uh, dungeon masters, like writing friends, you know, artist friends. They, they judge themselves as they're going through the creative process. And I'm like, stop like be a <laughs> fucking child let yourself do it let your characters do the dumb things let them do it get it out of your fucking system and then take it out like mm -hmm. you have to like when you put all those sex scenes in some books and you're like there's too many sex scenes and i was like just do it and then take them out later <laughs> get it out of your system because like once horny always horny until the horniness is removed you have to release those endorphins you gotta get them out you can't just keep them inside that's how serial killers happen <laughs> you can't you gotta let those feelings out writing is therapy you gotta get just you, you know you cannot you cannot ruin something you haven't started oh we have a mutual friend who does this all the time it's like you're not gonna fucking ruin it just write the fucking book I'm going to fucking scream. I'm going to puke. Just write the book. So, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. That's, I'm done now. Yeah. If you're spending all of your time worrying instead of writing, then you are ruining the book because there is no book. Yeah, dumbass. Jeez. <laughs> just let yourself play. We have yeah. too many, uh, too just fuck the rules when you're writing, a, you know, mm -hmm. a first draft, second draft, even third draft, if you have to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's my speech on the muddy middle, okay. murky middle. <laughs> we got a little emotional. There. <laughs> but that's okay. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> okay. okay. I think that's about it for this one. Yeah, I'm done. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for joining us. Every other Friday, you can also join us at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Twitch for a live stream. To see the upcoming schedule, check out our website at anditswriting.com. And a reminder that if you heard anything in the episode that interested you, please check out the show notes for links and information.